0: Good day, my name is Sky, and I appreciate you spending some study time with me. I'm here to help you make money in online poker by teaching you key strategies and getting you to take action. I'm excited about today's episode because one of the things I do a ton as a coach is to help my students plug their leaks. Now, generally, this is strategies that they do in-game that is causing all their losses. But in this episode, I want to hit you with the eight poker lifestyle habits, not necessarily play strategies that are losing you money. You can watch this episode on YouTube with the little slideshow at smartpokerstudy.com slash YouTube 476. And of course, whip out your poker journal. Excuse me while I whip this out. (laughs) And head on over to the show notes page, slash pod476 to help you take notes. Without further ado, let's uh, do this. Gambate! We win, and they get the chicks. That sucks, dude. But I'm telling you, it's jobs. We gotta get jobs. Then we get the khakis. Then we get the chicks. Starting tomorrow, we gotta stop playing games. A lot of my students come to me as losing players and it's my job to help them turn things around. So I ask them questions about their poker strategies and their knowledge. We dive into their database, look at hands, check out statistics and win rates to find their areas of weakness. Then I help them plug those areas of weakness or the leaks with new strategies. However, there's another important aspect to poker leaks, and that is your poker lifestyle habits. Basically, the playing and studying and life habits that negatively impact your poker play and your results. So we're going to discuss the top eight bad lifestyle habits and i'm going to give you quick background on each of them plus of course i'll give you a solution to overcoming each the first bad habit is drinking and playing so most of my students they have little time for playing poker with full-time jobs and quite often families as well so they play in the evenings after dinner and after family time and after they've had maybe a couple glasses of wine or a couple of beers after a tough day you know trying to wind down When you drink alcohol, your decision-making ability is weakened and your inhibitions get washed away. Playing while drinking often leads to overly loose, overly aggressive play and just spewing chips at your opponents. And maybe when drinking, you're even quicker to anger and quicker to tilt. And we'll dive deep into tilt in just a little bit, believe you me. So what's the solution for this problem? Quite simply, do not drink before or during your poker playtime. Yeah, pretty obvious, I know, but it's tough to do, so you need to figure out a way to not drink while playing. Maybe you want to wake up earlier each day and play in the morning before work, or even do your poker play on the weekends in the morning before you crack open a beer while you're doing yard work. Bad habit number two, playing distracted poker. Now, we often think we can do more than just one thing at a time, and if I had a big blind for every time I tried to do email while playing awesome poker, I'd have a bucket load of big blinds. But emails might not be your thing. Maybe it's YouTube videos, TikTok, Solitaire, ESPN highlights. We often think we can effectively kill two birds with one stone, but when we try to do that, it often backfires and we do neither one effectively nor efficiently. So what's the solution? Poker time is focus time. Yep, you have to ditch the distractions, whatever those distractions are for you in particular. It's also a good idea to avoid playing if you've got a monkey on your shoulder, you know, like something on your honeydew list that needs to be done, some bills to pay, a work-related task that needs to be taken care of. Get that crap done first and out of the way to free up your mind to play great poker. Now, I remember I had a student once who we were talking about. She was a tournament player. We were talking about her play, and she said that she always had an issue. She couldn't go deep in tournaments, and she wasn't making good reads, especially when she played at night. And I asked her, what is it about night? And she goes, well, I'm often making dinner while I'm trying to play. And I said, hold the phone right there. Why are you trying to make dinner? You know, boiling the spaghetti, cooking up the sauce, cutting up the garlic, buttering the bread, all that stuff. It just takes away from your ability to make great reads and great plays. When I pointed that truth out to her, she knew right away, yeah, I guess you're right. I guess I shouldn't play and try to cook dinner at the same time. But she just kind of didn't want to accept that truth. She wanted to do multiple things at a time and get great results. But we just can't do it. You have to ditch the distractions. Now, this is the perfect time to let you in on a little secret. You can often solve your own problems just by asking yourself for advice. So let's think about that student I just mentioned. Let's say she has a friend and the friend comes up to her and says, hey, I'm trying to make it deep in these tournaments. I'm trying to make good plays and good reads, but I just can't because I'm making dinner and I'm distracting myself with that. Now, it's pretty obvious my student could give her friend some really good advice. Say something as simple as, well, then don't make dinner while playing. Make it before and eat when you fire up the tournaments or just have some freaking stofers. So that takes us to bad habit number three, playing too many tables. We want to make money, and for winning players, playing more tables equals more hands equals more profits. But for losing players, more hands equals more losses. If you're currently losing $5 per 100 hands, fitting in more hands per hour on more tables just leads to greater losses even quicker. This is because with more tables, your brain is stretched even thinner and you don't have the time to make great reads and great plays leading to even more loss. So here's the solution for you. Have the attitude of you're playing to learn, not to earn. You want to get profitable first, then do more volume. So just play one or two tables to give your brain space to make better reads and exploitative plays. This also gives you time to practice new strategies and just develop your skills. Once you improve your planned results and you're consistently making money with one or two tables, then you can start adding more tables to make more money. Bad habit number four, skipping study sessions. And I know what you're thinking. This is just as bad as skipping leg day. How can you expect to learn and grow as a player if you never crack open the books to learn new strategies? You might think you know enough to profit without studying but you're missing out on insights from others who have a different perspective and they can add their lessons learned into your game now here's the simple solution for this devote 10 minutes to daily study everyone has 10 minutes to watch a video listen to a podcast read an article or review some hands the great thing about building a habit of 10 minutes of daily study is that it often turns into more you get started studying. You learn something new within just a few minutes and it spurs you on to extend that study session to try to learn even more things. 10 minutes quickly turns into 20 or 30 minutes of study. So if you commit to just 10 minutes per day, I guarantee in that first week, you're going to study way more than your expected 70 minutes. Now, when it comes to skipping your study sessions, these awesome poker peeps never miss a study session because they got my one-hour poker study workbook by going to smartpokerstudy.com slash pokerstudyworkbook. So I got to thank Callie Latonin, Sunil Joshi, Jason McDermott, Martin Kuzma, Sergio Turan, Thomas Gui, Alberto Preddy, Robert Swinford, Yaroslav Vrana, William Kimura, Octavian Postolash, Tom Wilson, Graham Richardson, Hans-Dieter Jaeger, Peter Langley, Tony Martinez, Patrick Castera, Ben Cherry, Germinder, John Du, and Mike Franz. Thank you all so very much. If you want to get on the Poker Study bandwagon, get your studies on nice and easy with the one-hour Poker Study Workbook, go to smartpokerstudy.com slash pokerstudyworkbook today. Bad habit number five, not learning from your mistakes. Now, I make mistakes every time I play, And some of them I make over and over again, right? Maybe I fail to do a warm-up. I listen to a distracting podcast. I fail to notice a great three-bet bluffing opportunity. I use a weak double-barrel sizing. I don't remove my hand from my mouse before a big decision. Maybe I overpay for a draw on the flop and the turn, and I get angry and I tilt off my stack on the river. Or maybe I keep playing even though I am angry and that tilt is building up. We often catch our mistakes in the moment, but if we don't take note of them, it's easy to just play it and forget it and not learn from those mistakes. So here is the solution. Have an attitude of mistakes are my chance to grow. So as you play, write down each mistake that you make and keep track of the number of times that you repeat the mistakes. Do this for a few sessions in a row and with that same piece of paper this piece of paper is going to be a gold mine of the mistakes that you've made after just three sessions work on these mistakes one at a time starting with the one that you made the most all of these mistakes on your piece of paper they're things that you can solve for yourself imagine someone else is making those mistakes they ask you for help you answer them and now that you have your answer just do it for yourself now bad habit number six is playing scared due to insufficient bankroll. So just imagine if you only have a $500 bankroll and you bought into a $100 tournament, that's 20% of your bankroll on the line right now. Do you think you can play great poker this way? Now, I believe that most people can't because with such a large portion of their role on their line, scared poker, it's absolutely an issue and they fail to make those big chip risking plays that they know they should. So here's the simple solution. Be properly rolled for the stake that you play. When you have enough money in your bankroll, losing a couple buy-ins isn't a big issue as long as you're following your bankroll rules. Of course, it still feels bad when you lose some money, when you lose a tournament, lose a few buy-ins in cash games, but you're better able to handle the stress of losses and stay calm and collected during downswings with a proper bankroll. So I recommend for cash game players, you want at least 40 buy-ins in your bankroll and for tournament players, at least 100 buy-ins. Now, bad habit number seven, Chasing losses with bigger stakes. Now, this is a terrible bankroll killer. I know I've been guilty of this. I lose a couple buy-ins and I think to myself, hey, I can win this back. I'll just jump up in stakes and I'll double up one time. Easy peasy, Japanesey. But here's the solution for you. I want you to hide the higher stakes in your poker lobby. Now, you have to, of course, fight the temptation to jump up in stakes. And this takes some mental fortitude, especially if you've developed a habit Of jumping up to try to win that money back. So to help yourself, set your poker lobby filter to only show the stakes that you're bankrolled for. That extra step of turning off the filter, that can often help you avoid the temptation of playing those bigger stakes. And the final bad habit, tilting away chips. Now this is number eight on the list, but it's actually the number one cause of poker loss. I have it at the end of this list because the prior seven causes all helped to build the anger, build the frustration, build the tilt to the point where you lose control and even more money. So here's the solution. Make a commitment to improving your mental game. This cannot be fixed overnight and it's probably something that will be with you for the rest of your life. Just like for me, I know anger and tilt are always there simmering in the background, but I do things to try to keep it at bay. Now, if you tackle the other seven items on this list, your anger and frustration will decrease as your results and your enjoyment improves. You're going to find more joy in poker and less tilt because of it. And of course, I have to recommend Jared Tindler's book, The Mental Game of Poker. There are many other good mental game related books out there, and check those out as well. But this is the one that I started with, and it's still my top recommendation. Read it and put his strategies to use today. Now it's time for you to take action. Step one, like the video if you like the video. Step two, leave a comment below for which of these eight bad habits most affects you. Now, of course, it's time to get to work. I know that at least one of the eight lifestyle habits here triggered something in you, and you know that's what you need to work on. So your job is to put the solution I gave you into place as soon as possible. And you might even be able to come up with more of your own solutions. Do the work. And when you feel that you fix the issue and it's no longer a habit hurting your poker game, move on to another one and fix that. Thank you so much for listening and learning with Smart Poker Study. Go to the show notes page to kick your studies up a notch at smartpokerstudy.com pod 476. You can watch the video for today's episode there. Copy and paste the show notes for your own notes and sign up for the How to Win Online Poker Workshop in the sidebar. Plus, you can find out more about the one hour poker study workbook on that page. And until next time, take action both on and off the felt to become the player that you want to be.